Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso, FG, aka Frank Thornton, bringing you another banger. What's going on, F? Man, what's going on with you, Alex? Oh, man, I'm just sitting here figuring out what we're going to talk about today, man. Hey, man, we're going to get it in no matter what we talk about, man. We're going to get it in. You ready to talk some shit? Man, let's talk this <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> man, um, well, I, I want to apologize to uh, rapper Trouble, rest in peace to Atlanta and to his family, because I kind of messed up his name mm-hmm. on episode 18. And this is a tough name to pronounce, but it's Marielle Samante Orr. Oh, okay. And I don't think I ever met a brother named Marielle. Man, I haven't either, definitely. And uh, we talked about him on episode 18. For those who didn't uh, tune in, uh, go back and listen to that, because you actually had a lot to say about that whole situation with the dude um, pulling up at the chick's house, and you put a lot of blame on the chick. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I mean, you got to get blame to trouble, too, for the situation. But these chicks out here, man, they definitely, you know, they know their situation. So, you know, to bring another person into that situation, you know, I feel it's foul. You know how it go with me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think the best advice that you gave uh, to, a, to a youngster that's, you know, dating a new chick and you don't really know her, but you're about to pull up on her is is protect yourself no doubt no doubt but then sometimes though even protecting yourself can get you in a certain situation so you just got to be you know mindful you know how these female move and you got to keep thinking all the time that some bullshit can happen you know so yeah we gotta you just protect yourself man or you can just do what i did man um i met a girl when i was 21 and just dated her <laughs> i just dated her for like nine years and then and then married her <laughs> hey man you know that's that's the fairy tale ending man but it didn't happen like that for me man i've been in them situations troubles in and and on multiple occasions you know what i mean and at the same time you know you blame yourself you blame the female you know but you also got to blame another person for coming over here in somebody's space you know as well you know being aggressive you know but uh yeah man it's wild out there man so shit yeah man it's wild i try to um you know even though i i dated the person i married while i was dating i was dating other women right 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 you know just trying to figure it out yeah no doubt is this the one i want to be with hmm she seems interesting let Mm -hmm. me date her for a while i feel like when you're single that's the time to do it no no doubt but it's just a different thing between dating and you know uh things of that nature and then hoeing you know what i mean you know (laughs) i was out there hoeing bro you know i had them lined up man you know so at the end of the day you know luckily women don't respond like me because i have had a few females pop up at my house and start some shit it just they didn't bring no guns or no knives or no shit like that you know but dudes is different you yeah know, they gonna have that heat or they gonna you know so <laughs> it was crazy man hey when i when i first got married my wife moved into my place and before before she moved in i had told a few chicks that used to come over i'm like look it's it's over with. right 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 you know i'm Dude. getting married yeah, <laughs> and yeah. she's moving in so you you just gotta leave me alone and one day she's with me we're in the bed sleeping it's about one o'clock in the morning and i get a knock at the door and it's a, a chick that i used to mess with mm-hmm. so i open the door i'm like what the hell are you doing here right she said i'm just coming to visit you i'm like i told you i'm right, married right. it's over yeah but she had the audacity to come knock on the door and do that yeah shit. well you know lisa that's all she did she didn't throw a rock through the window or nothing you know and and uh because that's what happened at the at the <laughs> in them young stages you know what i mean you know we all grown now and thinking you wouldn't do that now but back then shit, and my girls was wild man yeah man uh YNW Melly, his trial has still still hasn't started because they're trying to give him the death penalty now. Well, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, like I said, I read there's a, a few things on that case, and they say that they didn't submit the death penalty um, 
allegation. Well, it ain't an allegation. What is it called when they defile um, to even file the death suit? What is it, a motion? Yeah. Okay, they didn't put the motion in fast enough in order for them to maybe get it. I think it's a 45-day um, period before the arraignment that you have to let the defendant know that he um, is, is, is being uh, tried as a death penalty case. So I'm not sure if they was able to get that motion in there fast enough. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, just because they don't give you the death penalty don't mean they can't give you the death penalty. You know, they give you a life sentence, man. What's the damn near? What's the difference? Damn. Yeah, and Florida is a death penalty state. It's a heavy death penalty state, meaning that not only do they have people on death row, they actually execute them, unlike here in California. We haven't executed anyone since 2006. So when you get the death penalty in Florida, you definitely gonna die at some point. Oh, okay, okay. See, I was thinking it was like California, cause I, like I said, I ain't heard of an execution here and I don't know how long. Yeah, um, they actually temporarily uh, froze executions here in the state of California, but because this guy YNW Melly is accused of killing two people, it is a death penalty eligible crime, but for whatever reason, I guess they didn't originally file it as a death penalty case. So right. his lawyer is saying, hey, you can't do it. Too late, yeah. So, um, hey, I found the footage of this dude that I posted on the channel. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You actually had red footage of these guys, yeah. I didn't know who these guys were, right, man. Right, right, Well, you know, uh, Borland is, is, is um, out on bond on that case. And I'm still worried about Borland. I'm still trying to see if he gonna roll over and um, what part he gonna play in this situation. Now, how the heck did uh, YNW Borland get out? That's why I'm wondering, you know, I, I thought from the beginning that some shit was fishy, but like I said, I don't want to accuse nobody ever, but at the same time, just in my heart, man, then, then when he got out, I'm like, hey, hold on, man, shit. Well, you know, he's accused of being the actual trigger person. But he's out on bond. Yeah, and YNW Melly's in prison, in jail, and he can't get out. So, but it's believed that YNW Melly told Bortland this is what's going down and this is what you're going to do. Well, you know, I was speaking with one of my sons. I think we was watching something on TV and it was a situation where the guy told the one guy to go, maybe it was a mafia movie or something, and <clears throat> the guy told the other guy to go put the hit down. So my son was like, well, the guy that put the hit down should get more time than the guy who told him to do it. I say, son, that's not how it really works. <laughs> Sometimes the guy who told the guy to go put the hit down is more responsible than the guy who actually followed orders, especially if they're in an organized crime situation. He followed the orders, but the order actually came. You know, I was just trying to explain it to him. So shit, just because you didn't do it don't mean you know you ain't just as liable, you know? Yeah, you, you, um, you're you part of the conspiracy just as much even if you didn't pull the trigger. Exactly. You know, we had a case here in L.A. It was, um, the guy's name was Bellon, Maciel, M-A-C-I-E-L. Mm -hmm. He sent... He sent several dudes to go kill somebody in El Monte in 97. It was called the Maxon Street Murders. And he was nowhere around when it happened. Mm -hmm. Not only did he get charged, I think it was four, murder, four or five murders. Not only did he get charged for them all, he was found guilty. And they sent him to death row, even though he wasn't even there. Man, that's crazy. His bro. name was, um, last name was uh, Maciel. They call him Pelon. He's, he's currently in San Quentin right now. And it was a unique case because I believe it's one of the first times someone was sent to death row for not actually participating in the murder. Mm. And uh, that was a that was a crazy case. So, yeah, he he didn't he wasn't even nowhere around and he's on death row right now. Well, you know, this is the type of shit that I, 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 I preach to these young dudes, you know what I mean? Because 
I'm old enough that I done, I done seen this shit. I done been around the block a few times, you know, and they don't understand that just because you wasn't there or just because you didn't pull the trigger, you know, you, you're not liable, especially if you told somebody over the phone and they have those recordings. I mean, bro, you just as reliable. So while these dudes, you know, so busy, like, you know, well, I didn't do it, man, it's still a sentence out there for you. You know what I mean? If you have any part of the conspiracy, so. And you know, with the feds, it's even easier to send your ass to prison under those conspiracy cases. Oh, they send your ass to conspiracy so fast, you know, and it's funny because I didn't think conspiracy was a term used in the in the ghetto, in the hood. I thought that was a high profile, you know what I mean? You know, mafia crime family terms, you know. No, nah, they hit you right on Rosecrans with a conspiracy, man. I bet you 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 bumped into a lot of people that were just on the yard for a conspiracy case well if you go back and look at my case i don't have a distribution correct all i have is a conspiracy your whole case is a conspiracy my whole space case is a conspiracy and 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 as you run into a lot of that but i just don't think that's kind of like appropriate you know to get these guys in the hood a conspiracy conspiracy we use for terms against other countries in the military and different you know intelligence agencies around the world that's what conspiracies come from not for a dude, you know, on the block in L.A., Compton, you know what I mean? Watts, you know what I mean? But nowadays, man, they, they, they going to put it on them. And, and the main part of your conspiracy was when you said, tell the homie across the street to rock it up, right? Man, that got me 10 years, man. Those <laughs> words right there got me 10 years right there, you know what I mean? If you never said that part and they ended up rocking it up anyways on their own, they probably would have tried to pin something on you, though, right? I don't know. Based on you couldn't say that I had knowledge of them rocking it up. You know, I left powder. So if I'd have just left powder, you know, and 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 got on, you know, they could probably could have or would have. But at the end of the day, it seemed like you know it'd have been a little less likely. You would have fought that. I would have fought that, man. You know what I mean? I'd try to fight that too for now. When did you learn that that part of your case, just the part where you're saying tell the homie to rock it up, that that was the central part? of your case um i realized that when the judge was telling me when we were talking about taking the deal you know and the judge she spoke to me uh nora manella that was the judge i had at the time she spoke to me like a mama and she said listen mr thorne let me explain to you what the conspiracy is you know what i mean she said i, 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 I understand you left powder i understand that you didn't rock nothing up she said let me explain to you and damn they talked to them they almost said well baby listen like a grandmother she said, this is what a conspiracy is. And when she said that, when you stated that, and she's explaining this to me, when you stated that, you know, have the little homies across the street rock it up, you knew that they intended to have it rocked up. The conspiracy played out. The stuff was later rocked up the next day. You was in on a conspiracy. She said, and that's what, you know, a conspiracy is. You know, I was like, damn. And when she put it like that, Alex, it also basically said, take that 10. Don't, don't. <laughs> that's basically what she was saying, baby, take that 10. You know what I mean? You know, you know. And But what she also said, Alex, I bullshit you not. If you go back and look at the transcripts, what she also said, she asked my attorney and she asked the, the um, U.S. attorney, asked my attorney and the U.S. attorney. Is it any way that I can get this man under 10 years under the under the statute? If it's any rule that I can give him under 10 years, say, tell me about it right now. I don't know if she was doing that for me to let me know that no, there's no other way that I can get under the mandatory minimum. But that's how she spoke. You know what I mean? She she, she let me know real fast that go and take that 10, get out our way. And um, 
and I did shit. And by that time, you had a different attorney. Was Stephen Sidon your attorney at that point? At that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was there any talk with him to say, hey, um, what are my choices of trying to fight this B- BS case? Well, you know, um, not with him. You know what I mean? If it was Frank, well, I would have I would have took every Frank his every single advice. With this attorney, I didn't know the guy. He didn't seem like he cared about me at all. You know what I mean? He just wanted to get the case out the way. You know what I mean? Or basically, hey, take the deal type of dude. Like, you know, didn't want to give me all the facts of my case. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the importance of somebody having a decent attorney, opposed to an attorney that's just there to get paid and and, and get you on a deal somewhere. You know, so. I believe he wasn't um, his 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 interest, you know, was it his interest wasn't my best interest, you know. So. Yeah, you get those lawyers sometimes that you know you don't have a relationship with them, so you, it's hard to trust them, and it's hard for them to go out their way for you. No doubt, no doubt, you know. And I remember one time, like me and Frank, we was fighting the case, and I was shocked that he said it. I think we was fighting a case in Compton, a, a gun case in Compton, and he actually told the the fucking judge he was like, I don't just consider this a client. This is a friend. And I looked, I didn't even know if that was legal to say. <laughs> but he said that shit, you know what I mean? And shit. I think everyone should have a good relationship with a criminal defense attorney, even if you're not a criminal, because you never know when them boys are going to come knock on your door with some bullshit. No doubt, but I'm going to tell you a quick funny story that me and my wife talk about all the time. And she said, you know, I knew I should have... Uh, passed your ass up when we was 24 and I met you and you said something about you had to go see your attorney. Who the hell has an attorney at 24 and shit? i never forget that. We joke about that shit all the time. Oh yeah, man. Everyone should have a, an attorney on, on retainer. Uh, I know not everyone could afford that, but if you got an extra $5,000 laying around and you got a, an attorney that's a criminal defense attorney that you consider a friend, uh, slide that 5000 to them, and uh, that'll save you for the rest of your life if something happens. No doubt. Let me spit to the – it's not just the youngsters, but let me spit to them real fast out there, you know. You out there committing crimes, whether it's smash or grab, whether it's uh, EDD or, or, or PPP fraud or any kind of fraud. If you robbing banks, if you selling dope, then you should have bail money put up and you should have attorney money put up. You know what I mean? Fuck all these big chains and, you know, these big wheels on your cars – and you can't afford a turn. You know what I mean? Put your priorities in, sh- in order, even if you're a gangster. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or I ain't gonna just say a gangster, even if you're a hustler. You out there doing crimes, getting money illegally. Man, how your money put up for your attorney, man, and your bail? You know what I mean? If, if I can't preach nothing else, have your bail money put to the side. Have your attorney money put to the side. Because it's possibly coming one day soon, man. Especially if you, uh, you're a rapper and you're making money. You're making, you know, three, four, or 5000 a show or making ten or fifteen. You never know what's going to happen, man. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, it's, you better have a lawyer on deck. Because it could, it could save you. No doubt. No doubt at all, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, one thing I did notice about uh, what I've heard, you know, from experience stop mixing business with gang banging you know that's the one thing alex that i know for sure whether it's selling dope and gang banging whether it's rapping and gang banging whether it's getting any kind of funds and gang banging sometimes they'll let you get that dope money they'll let you get that rap money they'll let you run up the millions in certain shit even if it ain't all the way legit but when you start putting that gang activity with it they coming to get your ass there's a lot of dudes in the streets that, that have bragged that they gang banged hard and they hustled hard. But the reality of it is 
it is almost it's very difficult to do both of them and not get crossed up into some drama no doubt because you got your name ringing two ways <laughs> you know sometimes when your name come across them as running drugs man they bypass it because they got murders that they trying to solve they got other shit that they trying to do you know you okay he's selling drugs okay look, we, we need to solve this attempted murder over here but when your name is in the attempted murder along with you making hundred thousand dollars a month or or you know what i mean shit like that they know that you fueling the fire they know you buying guns they know that if you are active gang members you doing 10 times what a regular gang member is doing because you making it able you enabling the gang wars and you funding gang wars and that's how they look at it so they definitely come to get your ass off the street yeah be careful out there yeah, be uh, careful. <laughs> so at some point in the near future ynw melly in florida is going to be going to trial it looks like he's not going to they're not going to seek the death penalty, but that's the delay, everyone who's been tapping in with me on my lives and in my DMs. They want to know what's going on with YNW Melly. And I got another update. Renee Boxer Enriquez, he's still sitting in California's Department of Corrections. He just turned 60, and he's waiting for the governor's referred inmate parole grant to, to a full review by the board. So that was that was unusual and different from previous decisions that the governor's made no doubt did they give any time frame on how long uh how, how soon did he want this review or did um was any time stamped on it like i need this review in the next six months or three months or well i, I know that he had 120 days to decide whether or not to release him when the cdc granted him parole and that mm -hmm. was that was in january so that took it to um, like June, May or June. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know what that what the time frame on that is, but we'll just say like, uh, probably another sixty. Well, if he had one hundred and twenty days, he'd probably give the board uh, the full the full board another one hundred and twenty days. Mm -hmm. But it it seems like I was thinking about this the other day. If you're going to give it back to the board, the the three man board already approved him for release. Mm -hmm. The full board, and he's been approved for release since 2012 by the right. CDC. So I believe the full board is just going to tell the governor, yeah, we, we approve his release. We've been approving this shit since 2012. Well, well, at the end of the day, though, he might just be, like I say, putting a stamp on us is, is he's going to put this on the back of the board. Yeah. So if something goes wrong, you know, he can say that he took extra measures to put it on a full board review. The full board agreed. You know what I mean? You know, I think he's just trying to make himself a little distance from the decision that's going to be made. You know, put it on somebody else if something go wrong, you know, in order for him. You know, he's a politician, so, you know, he got to make sure he come out smelling like roses regardless. Well, he's probably going to be a presidential candidate in a few years. And if Boxer gets out here and he, he gets the thug in again, which I doubt. Right, right, right. <laughs> I doubt that very much. But, hey, you never know. If he, if he gets out here and gets the thug in, uh, even though the Southsiders are real strict on dudes like Boxer, but you never know that he might scare a whole bunch of folks and, and intimidate a hood. Uh, that will be on Gavin Newsom's, um, you know, his responsibility. So he definitely doesn't want to be a part of any sort of political smear campaign while he's trying to become the president of the United States. No doubt. But at the same time, Alex, I believe they let these guys kind of guys out all the time. We just don't know. You know, we on top of this one. So, of course, we trying to stick to the see what the situation is and stuff like that. But I believe some of these guys like this, whether they from New York or Chicago or Detroit, is sliding out all the time. And it's just you don't hear about it, you know. So it's guys more dangerous than a boxer may be if he come home that they letting out. So, you know, a boxer may just be a little more high profile. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, Mexican Mafia dude for, um, let's see, how, old, how long was he Mexican Mafia? 1985. 
to 2002 is when he debriefed. A long time. That's 17 years, yeah. you know, and he was doing his thing in them 17 years. But um, let's move Let's move on to one of our first topics, man. Um, I was actually shocked that a dude would do this. I'm not so shocked that a dude would try to get some money from the government, would do some fraudulent stuff. We've been talking about all these dudes that have been getting this EDD money and this mm-hmm. COVID money, buying Ferraris. Man. But this dude from Memphis, Tennessee, named Fontrell Baines, 31 years old, not only applied for $1.2 million, he did a song celebrating how easy it was for him to get this money. And in the videos of these songs, he's showing you the EDD envelopes man, that's crazy, <laughs> with man. the checks in them. And he's saying that he got $300,000, $400,000. The reality is he got $700,000, man. I mean, we're living in a whole different era of the way people think. No doubt, you know what I mean? And I'm still trying to study this term that I hear people using called cloud chasing. I still don't have a <laughs> direct definition on it yet, but this just may be a form of, of dude, what, are you, what the fuck is you doing? You know what I mean? This got to be along <laughs> some of the dumbest shit I done heard. You know what I mean? Dude, you, you committed the crime already. Now you're going to go on YouTube or any whatever, Instagram or whatever you went to broadcast that you did this shit illegally? Come on, man. These dudes probably... And then once they figured out the amount that you got, oh, they probably was only going to make an example out your ass. Yeah, he, he bragged about it. And, you know, the federal government is not playing around with these folks. Um, Nuke Bizzle, he is on Instagram, or he was on Instagram because he is currently in custody in the feds. And he's about to do either ten or twenty years. Here's my question for you, F. If if you're if you're on the yard in a in a federal facility, and and a dude comes on there and you find out what he's in there for, and this guy tells you this story, mm-hmm. this crazy story, even though there's no snitching, there's no ratting, right. there's nothing like that to smut his name. But how is this guy treated? Because other inmates got to say, you the dumbest motherfucker ever, right? He gets the dumbest motherfucker ever award. Does he get treated a certain kind of way, though, on the yard? Well, you know, not really because you would be surprised how much dumb shit that people do do. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, he will get clowned. He, like you said, ain't ain't no snitching involved or nothing at the moment or nothing like that, man. But at the end of the day, man, but people will look at you like, you got to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers around. And that's how they'll look at it. And depending on his, like, the demeanor and all that type of shit they'll keep that role you hear about like new people will come to the yard and they be introduced people yeah this such such this such such you ever heard this dumb motherfucker right here he the one who you know what i mean you know that's how they carry that shit now now would he be criticized for what some people call and i'll call it this self-snitching because it turns out and we don't we don't know for sure if the reason why he was arrested and charged was because he bragged about it so much on the internet. But let's just assume that's how they caught him. Mm. He, they watched his videos. They figured out he was doing all these applications. He did 92, 92 applications. Is is self snitching or telling on yourself or bragging about your crimes criticized in prison? It's not based on what kind of time he probably end up with. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, you know, you damn near kind of going to feel sorry for the dude based on you walking his mug with 20 years. You got to do that 20 years. He got to do it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it'll be so many jokes. But at the end of the day, man, you 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 don't try to get down on a dude too much because he got the 20. Now, if he came in there with four or five years with some shit like that, like I say, dude, going to drag you. Hmm. Go wash my clothes and go do this. Go do, you know what I mean? Go to, go to the stove. You know what I mean? 
But when you come in there with that kind of time, man, you know, that's not the joking part, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it says in the uh, Department of Justice brief on this case that he's looking at a maximum of 22 years in prison. And even though he was able to get away with 700 racks, he did do some dumb shit. I think 22 years max, if that's what he's going to get, is a little over the top for stealing 700,000. But then here's the other side of it. If if you rob a bank, mm-hmm. you're already you're getting five for the gun, five for the robber. You're getting 10. Mm-hmm. You're getting. So he was better off robbing a bank. No doubt. No, no doubt. For no 700000 because he wouldn't have got 22 years for robbing a bank. He wouldn't. And at the same time, I got the money chart at home sitting on my dresser along with the uh, sentencing guidelines chart. And it's a monetary number in there that tells you what criminal history category you get in. Um, I don't have it at the moment. I could actually tell you with the amount of money that he stole, actually without a criminal history, how much time he's looking at. You know, so they may not give him the 22. You know what I mean? You got politicians and all that, Alex, um, stealing millions and millions of dollars, you know, um, and they not getting that kind of time. So I'm thinking depending on what kind of criminal history he has uh, is how, you know, how that's going to play out. Do you think that 22 years is is a little bit uh, strict or a little over the top for getting away with $700,000? I do. I do. I really do. You know what I mean? You know, at the end of the day, man, you know, $722,000 can actually be paid back. You know what I mean? You know, that's something that you could pay restitution or get. A bank robber could say the same thing. My bad. I'll pay y'all back. No, no, you got me. But at (laughs) the same time, you robbed somebody. You used a gun. Yeah. This dude didn't use no gun. This dude didn't use no weapon. He didn't threaten anyone. That's true. He did it all through the mail. He did it all through the mail. You know, he did an electronic crime. (laughs) That's not worth uh, 22 years to me. Now, some people would call this a victimless crime, actually. It damn sure Because the only victim is the government, and we don't ever think of the government as a victim. No doubt, because they got plenty of money. They go press it up as they feel, you know what I mean? So, at the end of the day... Um, That's true. This is this is technically a victimless crime. It's, yeah. it's different from a, a bank robbery, because once you run in the bank... You scaring everybody that's no in there. Doubt, no doubt. You know, you're putting people in fear. It could be somebody in there with a pacemaker that can't take that kind of, you know, and have a heart attack, you know. So you're looking at all those factors. When you're talking about these computer crime, fraudulent crimes over the computer, it's, it's victimless. You know, you're not taking from somebody, even personally, you're taking from the government. You know what I mean? Who had these funds available for this exact situation. You just lied about your applications, you know. I don't think that's worth twenty nothing years, you know. But you've been you've been in prison with a bunch of uh, what we call this white collar criminals. No doubt, no doubt. And a lot of them they got stretched out. Um, I seen a couple dudes in there, older white gentlemen, man, that you like. You say you like, damn, what are you here for? But they embezzled millions, you know, and they didn't give all the money back either. You know, they family gonna be all right, but they like, fuck it, I die in here, but my family gonna be straight, you know, and that's how they took it, you know. Yeah, there's a TV show called American Greed that I like watching. It's all about white-collar criminals that have been stealing millions, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, and they all get eventually caught by the feds and end up getting washed up, giving them like 20, 25, 30 years. And it's crazy if they give this guy 22 years because he got 700000 and he did it all through the mail. But you, you never know um, if the guideline allows it the judge can actually give him that those that time. Well, like I say, I have the chart, the actual chart, the money chart, you know, and it goes fifty thousand here to hundred thousand to this amount, you know, and it, all it does is puts you in a different criminal um, offense level, 
you know, the feds go by that offense level. So if it's offense level is a certain amount, then you go over, you know, to the right, man, he, he might come out with five, six years, man. Well, he's got multiple offenses. One of them is accessing uh, access device fraud, which is related to a bunch of ATM cards he, he mm-hmm. got. Another one is called aggravated identity theft. That's a fu- that's a funny term. Aggravated identity theft. How, how's identity theft that much aggravated, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, and then be- all identity yeah, theft yeah, aggravating because right, right. um, he did use a bunch of uh, aliases to apply for the money, and then interstate transportation of stolen property uh, because he he went from I think L.A. to Vegas, you know, the, which is crazy. That's a crime because the stuff he stole, he took it from one place to another. So when you look at each of the offenses that this guy is charged with, uh, and then of course mail fraud, mm-hmm. mail fraud is is a is a big crime in the it's, feds. They take it serious, yeah. yeah. And it could be something really simple or something like this. No doubt, but at the end of the day, see that's where they're gonna get him at, Alex. The multiple charges, because at the end of the day, that's where the consecutive, um, you know, they can run them consecutive or they can run a concurrent, and that's what's gonna hit him. You know, depending on how the judge feel. Now this dude did a video. It's called EDD, wow. <laughs> and um, what does EDD actually stand for? Um, Employment Development Department, which is where everybody's been getting this money from during COVID, during the, the CARES Act, the C-A-R-E-S Act, which is actually stands for Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security. So he found a loophole in the system and was able to get a whole lot of money. He was actually renting a beautiful house in Beverly Hills. If you go look at the video he shot, EDD, he's in the mansion shooting the video, showing all this money and talking about how we got all this money from EDD. Right, right. But his <laughs> in, in his videos, his EDD should have stood for extremely dumb dude because this was the dumbest. <laughs> I mean, you know, how do you do that? I mean, if he was just in the video flossing his money, saying he, you know, he made a hit rap song. I mean, anything. But you never tell the exact shit you did fraudulently to get the shit. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And he had a line in the song says, you got to sell cocaine. I just filed a claim. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. So, um. Oh, that's crazy. We're going to update you guys with uh, what he ends up getting. That's Uh, a catchy phrase. (laughs) Yeah. You got to sell cocaine. I just filed a claim. Oh, that's crazy. Nuke Bizzle, uh, he's definitely going to uh, prison. We don't know how long. I doubt he's going to get 22 years. Yeah. Uh, He didn't didn't hurt anybody except for the government and... um, I think he could. Did you say he can? He can probably walk away with five years, maybe. I think he can walk away five, six years, man. On that seven hundred twenty-two, he can. It's gonna depend on how the judge feel about him. You know what I mean? What the? You know, all those gonna take fact. All those factors are gonna take uh, consideration. Nuke Bizzle, <laughs> Nuke Bizzle, you took it to another level. Yeah. All right, um, another topic we have to talk about this because when we dropped our episode last week, the jury was deliberating and they just. They had just found Eric Holder guilty mm-hmm. uh, when we dropped the episode, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. But he was found guilty pretty much of everything except for the attempted murder on Carrie Latham. He was found not guilty of attempted murder on Carrie Latham. They decided that wasn't an attempted murder. He was accidentally shot while he was trying to kill Nipsey, so we ain't going to give him the attempted murder on Carrie Latham. We're going to give him voluntary manslaughter. But it doesn't really matter because he was found guilty of first-degree murder on Nipsey Hussle, which carries 25 years, plus the gun enhancement was found to be true. That's another 25 years. Damn. So he's looking, at, he's looking at at least 25 to life, possibly more. Um, and it's kind of related to what we were just talking about, Nuke Bizzle. It all depends on how 
the judge sentences him um, because even the Fed system could run your sentences concurrently or consecutively. Is that true? No doubt. No doubt. My co-defendant, he had actual two charges. He had the distributing and then he had the um, conspiracy. And he actually got two separate 10 years, but they ran them con concurrent. So that make it only have to do one. Had they run it uh, uh, consecutively, he would have had to do two separate 10-year sentences. So he was actually looking at more time than you was. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And he, uh, he, and like I say, they just gave him two 10-year sentences, but they ran them concurrent. And, you know, he just had to do the 110 piece. And that's because your co-defendant had a previous drug charge. No doubt. Well, he not just that part. He had two, sec two separate um, uh, charges. I only had the one conspiracy charge which carried the 10 years, he had a distribution and a um, conspiracy. So he got 10 for each one, but the judge decided to run it consecutively. I mean, uh, uh, concurrently. Okay, that's cool. And the feds can do the same thing for Nuke Bizzle. He's looking at, like, I don't know, five or six different charges. It's up to them, right? There's, right. Th there's not a chart that says this runs consecutive. No, no, no. That's up entirely up to the judge, you know, on what he feels on how much time to actually get out this guy. So say if these charges only have a, uh, a technical uh, mandatory uh, uh, a max of five years apiece, but he wants this guy to get 15. Three of those charges he's going to run con I mean, con consecutively, and uh, that's how he's going to get the 15 out of it. Well, regarding Eric Holder, the big question here is, will H. Clay Judge, Judge H. Clay Jack run these two 25-year sentences, one for the murder of Nipsey, the other for the gun? Will he run, run them concurrent or consecutively? And I have seen judges run these two 25 years concurrently, meaning that it's going to be a 25 to life as opposed to a 50 to life. But because it's Nipsey Hussle and there was so much attention to this case, this judge could possibly give him the 50 to life just for killing Nipsey. Yeah, he could. But at the end of the day, Alex, I mean, what's the difference between 25 to life? You know, that don't guarantee you doing 25 and you coming home. You know what I mean? Eric Holder can go do 33. You know, well, with the 25, he can go do 32, 33 and be paroled. With the 50, though, no, he's, 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 he's in there. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, if he gets to 50 years, he's going to get washed up for sure because he is also looking at two voluntary manslaughters uh, or two, not, not manslaughter, two voluntary attempted manslaughters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> manslaughter means someone died. Uh, he got two attempted manslaughters, which carry six years each. Mm -hmm. Gun enhancement on both of those was found to be true. And then he was also got two assault with deadly weapon. Those are four years each. Then you got felon in possession of a gun, which is three years. So if you add all this up and you think the judge is going to just run everything consecutively, um, you're looking at almost 100 years with the gun enhancements, like 90-something years. I've seen it done, though, be honest with you, you know what I mean, which is over the top for me, you know. But I've definitely seen it done. You know, guy come out with 101 years. You know, damn, judge, you know what I mean? He ain't going to finish the 40, you know what I mean? But... At the end of the day, I don't know if they do this for um, just to let a, let a motherfucker know I ain't playing with this shit or, um, you know, like I say, maybe he's just on the judge that day. Yeah, I, I had a case where my client was found guilty and they gave him 120 years in prison. It was a little crazy, but it's the enhancements that do it. And the enhancements in Eric Holder's case, I believe, adds up to 93 years if I do my math right because... All, all three gun 
enhancements were found to be true. So that doubles all those sentences. So that's why the 25 becomes 50. I believe those two six-year charges become 12. And then if you add the three for the felon in possession of a handgun, I believe that's a three-year sentence. It all comes out to about 93 years. Well, being this uh, case is so high profile, Alex, they may want to set the tone out there. They may want to let these guys know that we're not playing. They may want to give him that whole 93, you know, just to let – could because every they know so many people is watching. So this is a perfect opportunity to show these youngsters out on the street what's going to happen to you when you come in here with these multiple enhancements. You know what I mean? So he just may set it out there and just get his boy everything he can. Well, that'll be crazy because then he he'll never get out of prison. Uh, he won't he won't even live to be to to get an eligible parole date. Right. He won't. This is, it is a life sentence, and of course I'm sure the family doesn't care about all that. But I always think that. You know, it used to be called the CDC. Mm -hmm. It's called the CDCR now. Mm. The R is for rehabilitation. Oh, wow. So it's the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, which means everyone is geared towards coming home one day unless they got an L without parole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, Eric Holder should be coming home one day. It's just a matter of how many years in prison is enough punishment for what he did and as a 30 he's he was 29 when he did this you know i figure you know 30 years is a, is a just give him a flat 30. he'll be 60 something years old when he when he's eligible to come home mm -hmm. and uh some people just don't if you're a nipsey hustle fan you want him to get all day well you know sometimes it's not just if you're a nipsey hustle fan probably if you're a father or some probably if you're a mother you know what i mean if somebody did this to your child you took a life so at the end of the day, they might feel like, you know, that your life shouldn't be, you should never get a, a chance ever again because Nip can't get a chance ever again. And that's just how some people may feel, you know. Well, the CDC is a, a Department of Rehabilitation. So their job is to punish Eric, have him reflect and think about it, and then send him back into society at some point in the future but if they send them to 93 years, it just makes no sense. Why right, even right, be called right. rehabilitation? It's, it's, and he killed one person. It's not like he killed five people. He didn't kill, you know, he didn't do a mass shooting. But um, I, I, would, I would say if they give him 93 years, he's never coming home. Right, right. No, I got to totally agree with you, no doubt. Do you think that judge is going to uh, double him up on the 25 years or, or what? I believe at least that. I believe he at least going to double him up, you know what I mean, make it to where, you know, he, he don't have no action at, at, at bouncing back, you know. Um, but, you know, you just never know with these judges. You know, the judge could actually do this, run the, the first degree in gun enhancement. He could run that consecutively. I'm giving you 50 to life on that. But everything else, I'm going to run concurrently. So it's just going to be 50 years. No, he definitely can do that. And, you know and, what I mean? He definitely I, can do that. But I just wonder, you know, and now sometimes I wonder, you know, how in they in their thought process, I know every judge is different, every person is different. But what makes him get up in the morning and say, you know what, this is how I'm going to get this. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, and it's in this guy's hand on, on how much time you get. That's crazy, man. Yeah, because there are so many combinations that the judge can right, do here. Right, right. You know, he can give him 93 years. There's another one, another way he can give him 70. If he just does the 25 plus 25, he can give him 50. Uh, he can end up giving him 62 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what is 
how does the judge make this determination? I guess we won't know. Um, but I feel like 50 to life is a fair sentence because hmm, but he still he still might not make it home. I mean, but the judge can go in there again. You know, judge can make have some consideration on the on the on the, the evidence on why he did it. You know what I mean? Um, the judge can have some kind of consideration on, you know, dude called him a rat. He might can have some consideration on all that and say, I'm gonna give him this twenty five and run everything else can concurrent and, and let him walk with the with the twenty five. Well, if okay, I'm doing a little math here. Mm -hmm. If he gets the 50 years to life, he'd be eligible for parole after 42 years and a half in prison. And let's say he already has four years credit, so he would be eligible in 38 years from now to to be to go to board. That will take it to 20 2060. And how old is he now? He's to 31 now. Oh, okay. 2060. So that he'll he'll be an old guy. No doubt, but every anytime you get another chance at daylight, man, that's something special. Yeah. So uh, the, he's he'll be sentenced on September fifteenth of twenty twenty two, and then after that, uh, he'll he'll catch a chain within like thirty days, I believe. Yeah, no doubt he should. You know, see where he land up. I think that's gonna be another whole another situation of where we gonna send this dude. And a lot of people have been wondering if he was in PC or not, and I actually. I figured it out. He's not in PC technically. He's a, he's a keep away. Right. I think you had stated that though and said that he was, um, but that K10 is a keep away. It's not a PC. It's technically is not PC because um, a lot of people are classified as K10. Um, Mexican mafia dudes, they put them as K10. Mm -hmm. They don't want them mingling with right, the other right, inmates. Right. Um, if you're if you're related to a police officer, if your father or mother is a cop. And they'll they'll uh, isolate oh, you. Oh no shit! Okay. Yeah, um, you become a K ten. So I'm wondering that it, when he gets to state prison, when he gets to reception, sometime in October, is he gonna legitimately PC up because he hasn't like officially PC'd up in the county? Right. The the county has classified him as K ten. So the county made him isolate. Right, right. But he's got to make a decision when he gets to to reception. No doubt. You know what I mean? You know, you go into a four-yard for sure. You know, and depending on which one they send him to, Alex, like I said, it may not be as hard as people think. And that's his decision. He could tell the, um, he can get up there and tell the CDC, put me on that four-yard. No doubt. And they make him sign. You sure you want to go on the four-yard? Yeah, all right, sign right here. And he signs, and they put him on the yard with, with all the lions. Well, you know, the thing about it is, unfortunately, he never been to the PM before. Never. So he don't even know how the prison system works, opposed to a guy that has been before and just say, man, I might take my chances on the yard. You know what I mean? You know, he in his mind, you know, you got to think about how many prisons we have, how many separations, of yard, how many different yards at each prison. I may not even be on the yard with a six so Who's to say somebody from Broadway is going to do something, give, even give a shit about it, you know what I mean, and do something to me after, hold on, <laughs> after I walked in this motherfucker with 50 years to life, you know what I mean? Dude, I got 50 to life, homie, you know what I mean? So it may not be, dude, you know, dudes look at that shit. Dude might be, man, they got that dude 50 to life, man, what I'm going to stab him for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he got broke off, homie, what I'm going to do something to him for? They broke him off already. You know what I mean? So everybody ain't just finna. That's just my beliefs. I just don't believe everybody just finna be on his helmet like that. But then again, all it take is one. And and that goes from your experience of spending time on these yards. You know how people think. You know how people feel. It it might not be 
an automatic death sentence for Eric Holder. No, no doubt, Alex. I've been on the yard, man, to be honest with you, man, with a dude who another dude hit the yard and the dude had killed dude mother. Mm. You know what I mean? And they was on the yard together. You know what I mean? But you got to make a decision. The decision can be like this. Do I try to kill this dude and then get a life sentence? Or do I wait for us to both get home because all we got is little tin pieces and stuff like that and get back out on the street and handle it? keep my life and try to knock this dude down you know what i mean i seen those kind of situations before you know dude shot dude brother you know what i mean i, I done seen those situations before and it's a decision that i can't i didn't have to make you know what i mean you know and 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 other dudes did you know so like i say i've seen it personally so i can't say just soon as he hit the yard he just finna get ran up i, I it don't always work like that yeah and the situation that happened in the county jail that was a. Uh... That was a rogue uh, PC Southsider that recognized Eric in the holding tank and just took flight on him. No, no doubt. And that can and that can happen as well, though. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it ain't 100% that every yard he touch, they going to just be on him like that. You know what I mean? But don't get me wrong. Like I said, all it takes is one, you know. And at this point, that's county jail shit. You know what I mean? And he hasn't been sentenced. You know what I mean? So, like I said, when the dude, when he walk in the cell and say he got a life sentence, some dudes might just be, hey, shit, they broke him off all they can broke him, break him off. What what left is there to do? You know what I mean? Now, how does a guy end up on the same yard with the guys, uh, he killed the guy's mom. How do these two people end up on the same yard when there are so many yards to put people on? Shit happens like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, dudes took criticism on, on basic shit because if anybody do anything to a sister, brother, you know, shit like that, you know, you're supposed to go immediately. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, I don't know all the circumstances to the to the situation. You know what I mean? You know, dude, mom could have got dude robbed or something. I mean, I don't know all the situation. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, but I do know that was a situation. And I, like I say, I've seen others, you know, similar. And, uh, and uh, you know, you got to make a decision right there, man, you know. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if these institutions be putting these inmates on these yards deliberately together. <laughs> well, I was hoping that one day I see, you know what I mean, motherfucker ratted on me on the yard, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to hold my composure, you know what I mean? So, I, you know, I commend the dudes who do, you know what I mean? But me, no, nah, I'm, I'm taking off right now. But that's different from, uh, that's someone that actually ratted on you and informed. Right, right, right. Now, this dude killed this other guy's mom in the streets. So that's a different situation because both guys, I'm assuming they don't have smut on their name and they end up on the same yard. No together. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You know what I mean? But how do you walk the yard with that kind of information at hand? You know what I mean? You know, how, that's a, that's beef. You know what I mean? That's beef, bro. Yeah, killing somebody's mom is definitely like on flight. Yeah, that's, on, that's beef. You yeah. know what I mean? So at the end of the day, like I said, I don't judge nobody. I don't, you know, I don't know all the circumstances either. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like I say, you know, um, dudes be on yards where, like I say, dude didn't kill dude brother or something. You know what I mean? Dude didn't shot his uncle or dude didn't, you know what I mean? Different situations, you know. Some dudes ain't all what people think they are, you know what I mean? You know, some dudes ain't going to go on flight every every chance they get, you know. You do got some riders out there, but like I say, we definitely going to be around to see when Eric Holder hit that yard, we'll go down. And because there's so much cell phone activity in the prisons, we're going to get the info on on Eric Holder pretty pretty fast. Um, because I know so many people behind the walls, I'll probably get a call 
um, as soon as he hits a yard. Me personally, I think they're going to rock him. You know what I mean? They're going to rock. They gonna, I think somebody going to get on his ass. I think so. But it still depends where they send him. And that's because of the, just the popularity of, of two things. Popularity of Nipsey, plus he was representing that neighborhood car. No doubt. And um, he has fans. Yeah. No you know, doubt. people loved him. Loved him, yeah. And uh, I'm sure he was taking care of a couple people in jail, you know. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a tough time for Eric Holder, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to uh, go on the uh, general population just to feel it out and see see what people got to say about him. Well, he definitely going to know as soon as he hear reception, you know what I mean? Because when he hear reception, he can't come out right now. You know, the, you know, you do come out for showers, motherfuckers yelling from other cells. He going to hear, motherfuckers, we going to get your ass or we catch you. He going to hear all that, you know what I mean? Um, so, like I say, it, it, it's possible, man, you know, but... This can't be the first situation like this. You know what I mean? What happened to all the other guys that then did something to somebody and had to go walk that yard? And they had homeboys, even real street motherfuckers. You know, just because it's Nip, you know, and he got fans, that don't always mean hmm. a fan going to put their life on the line for a motherfucker either. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. We'll, we'll find out in gets September, September, right? Well, he gets sentenced in September. You know, he's going to yeah. sit in the county for another month before right, he right. goes to reception. So, October. Sometime yeah. in October, he's going to hit that reception yard. Yeah. And he'll know right off the bat at reception. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to uh, our last topic here. And I know you guys listening to Streets and Scholars knew I wasn't going to not talk about this dude. There was no way I was going to let this guy slide. But we got to talk about this dude, Miko Worldwide. Now, we talked about him on episode 12 of Streets and Scholars. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I brought this dude up is because he came to Los Angeles and this guy has a chomo jacket. You know, he's walking around with this chomo jacket and he's just freely traveling the country, going to hoods. And when I saw him touch down here in the land, I was just surprised that nobody said anything about it. But then at the same time, maybe people didn't know. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go get, get, get the homies because he come through. He come through Compton. So I'm going to get the homies the benefit of the doubt, of course. You know what I mean? I just honestly believe had they known certain shit, it wouldn't be that way. And that's kind of what all of us. What we don't know, we don't know, Alex. You know what I mean? But once you broke the code and put it out there, man, it seemed like, you know what I mean? Shit, they've been going coast to coast with how people, different people feel about it. And let me just give the listeners just a quick rundown of this guy's resume. 2018, he got charged with assault and forced sodomy of a 17-year-old kid when he was 27. When he found out there was a warrant for his arrest, he decided, I'm about to leave Georgia, and he fled. He went to the Dominican Republic, and he started his YouTube career in the Dominican Republic, shooting videos in the hood in uh, different villages down there. That lasted for two years. Mm Because uh, in 2020, two years after he was doing this thing, he gets arrested by the Colombian authorities and extradited back to Georgia. So he sits in the county jail in Gwinnett, Georgia for 14 months. This is during COVID. This is from 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. And he decides to plead out to a lesser offense. And that's what the Alfred plea uh, was that he signed but he, he pled to a, a lesser non-sexual offense. He got out of jail after 14 months and he went back to his YouTube thing. 
And since then, man, his YouTube uh, channel has been blowing up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people are learning more and more about him and they got something to say. Nah, no doubt. He's definitely taking a hit right now, man, because, you know, a lot of people don't believe in that shit. You know what I mean? And like I say, what people didn't know all the way from New York to Cali, you know, people didn't know that he had these allegations on him in this situation, you know. And uh, when they went and did the homework, you know what I mean, um, they starting to see that this dude is a uh, foul. You know what I mean? So more and more people starting to talk about it. They even going to the point to say, you can't even come back here no more. You know, you can't pull up in our hood no more. You know what I mean? You can't even come to our state no more or we going to holler at you. But it don't seem like he backing down from it. Well, you know what? That's what China Mac from New York actually said the other day because he pulled up in Brooklyn, New York, and he decided to uh, do a hood video there. And this is what China Mac had to say. Let me let me play. Let me play a little clip of what China Mac had to say real quickly let's see hey, what happened so listen to this this is crazy right here you know what i'm saying because like two weeks ago my bro i pull up in his house he watching his me he watching this hood vlog shit on youtube you feel me so when he put me on to this shit he like yo check son out he he be lit he be going all over the place you feel me so i'm like all right i checked him out watched the video with him the shit seemed cool you know what i'm saying i seen him going to different hoods and shit so it just so happened two weeks later i'm back in new york because that shit happened in la i'm back in new york and i get a dm right from this dude he go worldwide you know what i'm saying and he hit me up he like yo i'm in new york for the last day and shit I want to pull up on you and do a video. So it just so happens my bro had just hit me and was like, yo, we doing a video shoot out here in East New York with Young M.A. and all that shit. So I'm like, yo, you know what? Come to the hood. Come to East New York. We going to shoot this video. Long story short, we do the video. Young M.A. pull up. The hood pull out. And we, we do the video. And, and now he put the video out. And now dudes is hitting us up like, this dude is a pedophile, and that's crazy, bro. Like what? Like yo, I ain't gonna hold you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like no funny shit. No funny shit. We don't jack that shit over here. Like no funny shit. When you came through, we had kids and all that out here. Like if we knew that. I did some research because I ain't gonna say nothing without doing my research. You feel me? So I did the research. Check this out, right? Son and son went on a run. He had warrants on him. He went on a run. You know what I'm saying? With with those allegations, exactly. pedophile or uh, sodomy. Why you ain't turning yourself in if you innocent, nigga? Look, look, sodomy. He had sodomy charges. He had assault charges. You feel me? So he run to to Dominican Republic, and then they nab him, they knock him, and he come back. He come back to Georgia. He go back to Georgia, and then he end up copping out to assault and not the sodomy but regardless of the fact you had that shit in the, in the police report it was a it was a 15 year old boy you feel me like long story short yo bro you should have motherfucking told us you should have told us long story short we not here to judge nobody like we not no judges or nothing but if you got that shit on your jacket and you got an explanation you supposed to bring it to the table like yo this is what's going on that niggas decided if we wanna if niggas was to make that move or not right we won't just come around niggas and 
try to right. That, that's dangerous. And then you just try to sneak that shit on us, and then make us like we out here jacking that shit, but we don't jack that shit. Don't like that. you're not good over. You're not good out here. Everybody got kids. You feel me? Everybody got kids. How you coming in all these different hoods and shit, and you got this shit on your jacket? We fessing you up, bro. You gotta take our fucking video down. I don't give a fuck. Take our shit down, and you're not allowed to come back to New York City, bro. All right, man. That's uh, that's China Mac going in hard, man. China Mac said, "Don't bring your ass back to New York." Now he 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 said something that was similar to what you said. Um, even though he pled out to a lesser offense for China Mac, it says he says regardless, mm-hmm. they tried to hit you with a four sodomy, no doubt. And because you have that on your jacket, even though you pled to something lesser, he still don't want to function with him. No, nah, no doubt. He got every right not to want to function with him because I damn sure wouldn't want to. You know what I mean? You know, we know how this judicial system works sometimes when they don't feel like they may can get the certain or he may knew, uh, uh, knew certain shit. He could have paid certain shit or whatever just because the charges got renamed something else don't mean that, you know, the original charges wasn't true, you know? Yeah, and, you know, I've been trying to tap in with the lawyer um, that did his Alfred plea. His name is Romney... Phillips mm-hmm. and I emailed him once I called him once and he he hasn't responded nothing no 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 return call no um no response and you know what I'm gonna let's let's try him right now let's see if he'll tap in with us right now mm-hmm I don't think he's gonna answer, but I'm gonna try anyways. We're doing this. Answer what? Come on now. <laughs> Tap in with us, Romney Phillips. We're on Streets and Scholars. We're calling you right now. Romney don't want no smoke <laughs> with this conversation, man. All right, Romney Phillips does not want to uh, to answer the call, but I got his number. Off the internet, it's 770-977-0660. Tap in with him because all I want to do is get a copy of that Alfred plea because I'm just curious. But, hey, we got to play with... <laughs> you know your boy Miko Worldwide responded oh, to this yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And I think he's starting to feel... Um, you know, he's been doing a lot of hood vlogs. I think he's starting to... You know, all this gangster shit that he's been covering, he's starting to feel himself a little bit. Hey, you know, they do that, man. Let me um, let me play this little clip. This is his response to China Mac. And let me just set this up. It's at nighttime. He's at a, what was called or characterized as a gay block party. Dang. So he's there, with, you know, with a whole bunch of gay folks. Right, right, right. But he's, he's, he's talking his mess. Let me, um, let me cue this up real quick. Here we go. Hey, we outside right now. Come on, bitch ass nigga, pull up. Ah, we outside right now. Pull up, bitch ass nigga. Come on, fuck China Mac. I'll kill you, bitch. You a bitch, nigga. Okay. Yo, <laughs> hey, fuck y'all New York ass niggas, man. Y'all some pussy ass niggas, man. I'll kill y'all niggas, man. What's up, nigga? Pull up, nigga. We out here, me go worldwide shit, man. We outside, nigga. Come on, y'all think y'all playing, nigga. Come on, man. Y'all think y'all tough. Hey, that, hey. Hey, that pussy ass nigga ain't pulling up, nigga. 
let go, nigga. What's up, nigga? Pussy ass, nigga. We ready, nigga. Let's go, nigga. Pussy ass, nigga. Fuck all y'all niggas, man. I'll kill all y'all niggas, bro. Let's go. All right, we got the point, Miko, worldwide. And in that video clip, he's also flashing a gun. So uh, what's your whole take on this dude, man? Man, for one, I think he full of shit, homie. You know what I mean? I don't think he ready for China Magnum. And then he called out the whole New York. You know, he said, fuck New York. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think he... I don't think he's welcome there, you know what I mean? Especially when that clip get out, you know. Um, he should have specifically kept it to China Mac, and maybe he would have been a little better off. But once he said, fuck New York and all that, man, you know, he's doing a lot, man. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I want to say, and I can't speak for all of Los Angeles, but I can speak for my area, my section, and maybe a couple other sections. Miko Worldwide, you're not welcomed. You're not welcomed over here. I want to say you're not welcomed in Los Angeles, but I, you know, I haven't been able to tap in with all 180 hoods that we got over here. And there might be a couple of hoods here and there that might not know. Yeah, yeah. And, and he might be able to infiltrate. But for the most part, you are not coming to any of the large neighborhoods on the east side or the west side of LA. And uh, I can't speak for the other areas outside of LA, but I hope, you know, Long Beach, Watts, Compton, and all the other sections from Gardena. Um, do not support this guy coming into our communities, covering our content with the jacket that he has on him. And then with the threats that he's, he's saying to other people, let me remind you, he was holding a pistol in that clip we just played when he said he was going to kill China Mac. So is this the type of dude we want to allow in our neighborhoods? I mean, it, it, he ain't gangster like that. For <laughs> you know what I mean? So all that shit he talking, you know, he sound highly intoxicated or like he was on some shit, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you got to be accountable for the shit to come out your mouth. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, like I say, you know, it's going to be some motherfuckers on his head. It just, as long as the people get the knowledge to know what kind of piece of shit this dude actually is, then they going to know, you know, not to fuck with him. You know what I mean? This shit going to go, you know, start dwindling, you know. But at the same time, you know, sometimes for, for clout, it to be a motherfucker to say, well, you could pull up in my hood, you know what I mean? But at the same time, we might just get to getting on those hoods, hell, which is based on fuck is y'all doing, you know what I mean? If somebody told me that cloud is a hell of a drug. Man, you know <laughs> what? Like I told you, I still was trying to figure out what the, uh, the, the appropriate definition was. I guess it's when you do something from what, fame, you know what I mean, or acknowledgement or something, you know, but at the same time, man, it ain't that motherfucker serious, man. All right, man. Um, I have a question on... Uh, that that someone just sent to me and before we wrap up this episode because i actually said on a on a live the other day that i was going to cover the smop the pop smoke trial mm -hmm. because the when i covered the eric holder trial i was just su surprised at how many people tapped in with me and now they're saying to cover the pop smoke trial and i said you know that's not a la guy but it happened in la yeah i'll, I'll tap in but someone um hit me up a dub 618 says i would like to know what fg's perspective is on the pop smoke situation how should he have been moving to not get touched like that so uh explain to us you know the way pop smoke came here and what do you where do you think he went wrong i think he went wrong when like you say not affiliating himself with someone some group some you know we moving we moving groups in la you know what i mean we moved back in the day when we was hitting the century club we always going 9, 10, 15 deep. You know what I mean? We're not going to start no shit, but we're going to have our crews. We're going to run into the main streets. We're going to run into the Hoovers. You're going to run into the six O's. You're going to run into all these different groups. You know what I mean? So when you just out by yourself or you think you coming from anywhere else, 
even in Cali, but coming from anywhere else, especially, and think you're just going to roam around Hollywood, roam around Beverly Hills without getting pushed on, pressed on, hollered at, it's, it's, that's just not the dynamics of how it worked. You know what I mean? So a pop smoke would have came to, to L.A. and say, hey, man, y'all, some, somebody tap in with me with FG. You know what I mean? FG, I need to move around here, here, and there, and I want a, a party. You know what I mean? I'm going to pull up in my in, in, the, in, the, in the vans. We're going to take you and your crew. We're going to secure you the whole weekend while you're here, you know, because we have the pull to, you know, negotiate with everybody around L.A., you know what I mean? He's protected under us at this moment, blah, 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 and other crews do it too, you know, and he the situation could have been different. But once people saw that his crew was limited, they wasn't from L.A. really, maybe only one dude or something, a little security guard and shit like that, you become, you become the vultures come out, you know what I mean? And that's where I'm assuming Pop Smoke kind of made his mistake, even though that's not how it should be, that's how it is in L.A. Now, a lot of people are going to say, F, that sounds like extortion, but there's nothing wrong with having a circle of people in the town you're visiting for extra security that you're willing to pay a few dollars for. No doubt. But if you go to any city, you know what I mean? You're going to have to tap in with certain people. You know what I mean? Now, like I say, um, I don't care if you just go up to the Bay or go down to San Diego. You know what I mean? We're going to holler at some homies down there to say, hey, homie, we coming down there with such and such. Or go up to the Bay. Hey, homies, we coming up there with such and such, what it's looking like. You know what I mean? And it's just it's a courtesy thing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's never nothing wrong with having that extra security from some people that's from that town and reputable, though, you know, that can help you move around, you know, comfortably. Now, you know, Pop Smoke had his own gang affiliation back in Brooklyn, New York. And maybe he felt like he was tough enough where he didn't need it. He could just post up at this house in the Hollywood Hills. Nobody's really going to know where I'm at and I should be safe. But I believe where he messed up at is he accidentally showed his address Damn. on social media on his Instagram page. That's the one of the theories. Uh, I believe it might be accurate too. We won't know until the trial. But if he would have had, if he would have invited his circle of friends from LA to come to that mansion where he was at and had three or four or five people posted up, ain't no way nobody would have been able to run up in there and do what they did. No doubt, but you gotta have that. You know what I mean? I go to New York. You know we got it's a Luda's Park. You know, in New York, you know, I'm going to holler at Brooklyn D. Hey, look, homie, I'm coming to New York. What we looking like out there? What shit, FG? We, 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 we 50 strong right now. Uh, what you, Where you trying to go? What shit, man? I want to go to 25th. I want to go to Broadway. I want to go see all the shit. We got you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go out there thinking I could just roam around <laughs> freely, especially, you know what I mean? No matter if I'm in the in, in Manhattan or if I'm in the, in, the, in the Bronx, you know what I mean? You know, I need somebody from that town to show me how to move around. You know what I mean? and some reputable dudes, you know, so it's just something that you do, you know, and it's starting to become nationwide, you know, because a lot of these uh, artists are moving around to, from town to town, getting their money at these shows and shit like that, you know. Well, Pop Smoke was definitely like one of the top rappers in the Brooklyn, New York area. You know, it's so, it's so unfortunate what happened to him. Um, they, they got, they arrested five people. I believe they currently have three people in custody and their trials should be coming up uh later this year and i will i'll be giving some updates on that and uh i guess that's all we got 
for well, this episode of Streets and Scholars. Anything you got? To, anything last words? Oh yeah, before you tap out, you know, I noticed you mentioned that some people may mention extortion. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely not that. But at sometimes, you know, especially when you get to a certain level, what is your life worth? You know what I mean? What is your, you know, what is your life worth? You know, so you know that twenty thousand you gonna spend for us to secure you over the weekend is a whole lot hell of a more that's gonna you you get you get what I'm saying? You know, and you came out here to do some shows and you made two three hundred thousand. You know that dub ain't gonna be shit compared to your life, and that's how I think some you know high profile people just need to look at. Yeah, I'm sure if, if Pop Smoke could redo it, knowing what the ramifications of his actions would turn out to be, he would definitely holler at um, whatever hood he was in Brooklyn, find a, a relationship right, hood right, here in LA, right, right. and just say, hey, I got a mansion over here, I'm renting up in the hills, y'all welcome to come. You know, it's like 9,000 square feet, you know, but he was just there in, alone. Well, he, there was some like roommates or something, but they weren't c connected to the streets. We'll take it like this, you know, whoever Lee um, robbed and killed him allegedly, um, he could have paid them to protect him, and they would have been cool. You know what I mean? You know, it's is 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 you was gonna lose one way or the other. Even if you would have just got robbed for your hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, you just lost a hundred thousand dollars. When you could have paid a security team less, a lot less than that, and you wouldn't have lost anything. You know, so it's 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 it's, it's simple math. You know, so yeah, I, I don't think the the layperson understands this though. They feel like. An artist should be able to travel to any city he or she wants to without having to be threatened by any of the people there and not have to worry about what could happen being an outsider in the city. But that's not the way, that's not the real world <laughs> that it, it, we talking about. It's not, but I also want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke, you know what I mean? And, and my condolences go out to his family, you know what I mean? If he had any sisters and brothers or kids, man, you know, I just hate to see, you know, shit like that happened you know over monetary value because that's all they wanted was something monetary from him i don't think it was nothing personal you know i don't know the details but I, I just think that maybe it was a robbery and you know what i mean and it didn't go right you know so you know my heart goes out man to you know his family you know that's all it was was yeah, a robbery yeah you know so like i say back to his family man you know my condolences you know definitely um i'll be giving you some updates on that case when it comes forward i believe they're going to go to trial at some point before the end of this year and uh i want to thank everybody for tapping in to another episode of streets and scholars hey send us those questions send us those dms hit us up on apple itunes uh, definitely give us a rating and review if you're listening to us on apple on your iphone and tap in with Frank Thornton on F at F General One. That's on Instagram. FG Unleashed. That's his YouTube channel. Even though he hasn't posted anything in a couple <laughs> yeah, weeks. Yeah, I got to get on it, man. Yeah. Um, make sure you tap in with the with his videos. And I'm on Alex Alonso One Zero One on all social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you definitely got to tap in with the Street TV channel where I'll put some, I periodically put some clips of Streets and Scholars on there as well as all my other videos. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. See you next week.